Chapter Eleven of As in a Mirror by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven Search Lights. Other prayers followed in quick succession. To one bewildered listener, it was a matter of surprise that so many of Miss Elliot's pupils seemed to know how to pray. None of the prayers were long, all of them had a peculiar quality of directness as though the petitioners felt that the person addressed was present and prepared to give them audience after a little rex hartwell prayed and again the one who may always be called an outsider felt a thrill of something like astonishment how very easy it seemed to be for that man to pray for himself he felt that he could have spoken to an audience numbered by thousands easier than he could have arisen in that little room and asked of god the simplest thing but all these experiences were as nothing compared with what presently followed john stuart had never heard a woman's voice in prayer and when miss elliot bowed her head and in as quiet tone and simple language as she would have spoken to any of the persons present voiced not only her needs but the needs of others his sensations would have been hard to describe no other person in the room evinced the slightest surprise evidently it was an ordinary occurrence yet the prayer was unusual it had about it a searching quality that seemed to force one to look into his own heart and view it for a moment at least as it must look to god more and more searching grew the sentences more and more earnest the call for help for light to see their temptations for grace to overcome them and then the little schoolroom was treated to a sensation the like of which it had not known before directly miss elliot's voice ceased a young girl sprang to her feet john stuart had noticed her with interest several times during the evening he had said to himself that she was probably the star pupil and the leader among her set she was not pretty but her clear gray eyes and intelligent face were pleasant to look upon and she impressed one as a girl of marked character as well as ability in whatever direction she had opportunity to exercise it she was evidently much excited and her eyes showed plainly that she had been crying miss elliot she said quickly may i speak there is something i ought to say i knew i ought to before at least i thought about it and felt that i must every time i looked at miss elliot it seemed to me sometimes as though her face was just a looking-glass in which i could see my own heart all the time though i told myself that i couldn't do it but after that prayer i must girls and boys you know how i won the prize in that last history contest every question in the list was to be answered correctly you know and i was the only one now i must tell you that there wasn't even one that next to the last question i the girl hesitated and caught her breath hard it evidently required great courage to proceed suddenly she turned and looked at miss elliot it was as if she gathered strength from the look she went on quickly i stood very near to miss adams who had the history cards in her hand and that one was on top and i i saw the first words two or three of them enough to start me i don't believe i should have thought of the answer but for that i almost knew i shouldn't my mind seemed to be a perfect blank 
but when i saw those words it all flashed upon me i didn't think about it then about its being dishonest i mean not as i have since i thought at the time that i had earned the prize but i know now that i didn't oh i have known it ever so long and i wanted to give the book back but i couldn't bear to tell you that i had cheated oh miss elliot do you think you can ever forgive me with an outburst of bitter weeping she sat down miss elliot's face was sweet to see satan has been outwitted to-night she said and the truth has triumphed gloriously i am sure you all think so i feel like closing this meeting with the doxology at its close she went swiftly over to the girl who still sat with bowed head on the homeward ride a lively discussion took place on the trip out the two ladies had occupied the back seat and rex hartwell had sat with the driver miss elliot who had determined to take that opportunity to begin her better acquaintance with her father's hired man changed the arrangements by a word rex you may take care of nanny going home i'm going to sit with john then she had sprung lightly to her seat and directed the driver to give her the reins while he looked after the comfort of the others however her opportunity for growing acquainted was to be limited nanny marvin was in full tide of talk and it was not rex hartwell to whom she wanted chiefly to speak directly the horses were under way she began hildreth i think you were horrid to-night i never heard you go on so working up those ignorant young people to such a pitch of excitement that they did not know what they were about i was never more sorry for anybody in my life than i was for that poor girl the idea of her getting up such a scene as that because she happened to see a word on a card what did you say to her i hope you told her that she was a simpleton and that her poor little copy of tennyson or whatever it was was honestly hers i did not said hildreth quietly instead i rejoiced with her that she was able to overcome the temptation to silence and be her own truthful self then i think you were cruel i don't know how you can be so hard it is enough to turn one away from religion entirely think what you have done for that girl all those ignorant boys and girls too for that matter making fun of her looking down on her and mouthing over her story until it is made into a public disgrace and a word from you to the effect that she was excited and no harm had been done and there was really nothing for her to confess would have smoothed everything over jesus christ would not crush a girl in that way i know why nanny dear said rex hartwell in low and wondering tones he had never seen her so excited about so slight a cause hildreth too turned wonderingly and regarded her in the moonlight you are mistaken nanny she said earnestly entirely mistaken those girls will rally about her and the boys will stand up for her bravely every one of them did you not see how they waited for her to-night each eager to say what he thought they will all be proud of her for myself i glory in her when we have a generation of young people as true to their convictions of right as that as unswerving in their truth the world will be a better place oh truth 
exclaimed the excited girl scornfully i am growing to hate the word it is narrowness not truth all that you said here to-night was just as narrow and bigoted as could be your very prayer was hard heldreth elliot i tell you you will drive people away from religion if you let it make you as severe and opinionated as that my dear said rex hartwell drawing a wrap carefully about his charge who shivered as she spoke you have overwearied yourself to-night i do not think you can be well in truth it was a strange exhibition from the usually genial winsome girl hildreth studied over her manifest excitement in deep perplexity why was she so disturbed by what had occurred unreasonably disturbed could she not suppose that the teacher knew her pupils better than an outsider could hildreth was sure that the avowal made that evening would work for good not ill she rejoiced in it as an evidence of growing depth of character she tried to express her thought repeating with more earnestness what she had already said but nanny marvin had subsided into almost total silence even rex could secure only the briefest responses from her to his tender inquiries she replied almost petulantly that her head ached and added in what she tried to make a playful tone that she believed she needed to be let alone hildreth let her alone after a while and gave her attention to john how did you get on with the little boys she asked kindly had they a question for you oh yes indeed he said smiling over the memory of their earnest faces several questions one of the little chaps has been puzzling all his life he tells me over the mysteries of his own shadow sometimes long sometimes short sometimes racing ahead of him and again lagging behind he expressed his puzzle so well that the others became interested and we were just getting from the actual shadows to their moral representatives when you called us to order i am afraid that i left their inquiring minds somewhat in fog after all for the moment he had forgotten himself those grave little boys puzzling over their shadows had taken him into his past it was as if he were john stuart king reporting to fletcher or some other of his intimate friends he was recalled to the present by the realization that hildreth elliot was looking steadily at him a wondering pained look what could she think of the hired man who addressed such language to her with a degree of familiarity which his position did not warrant how should he correct such a blunder she did not wait for him john she said earnestly it has occasionally seemed to me that that there was something about you which we did not understand i wish you felt that we that my father was sufficiently your friend to confide in him if there is anything you ought to tell in the sphere to which john stuart king belonged he had never lacked for words on this occasion there was absolutely nothing that he felt willing to say almost his chief thought was how exactly like her eyes were in the moonlight to his picture of truth after a moment she began again that subject about which we talked to-night is so full of importance i sometimes think if we could get all lives centred in absolute truthfulness so that they would be true to their inner selves as well as to those with whom they come in contact all moral problems would be solved 
john i hope you are not being false to anybody to your mother least of all does she know where you are yes he said i write often to my mother he hurried his answer what if the question had been extended does she know what you are doing he had almost expected that that is good she said evidently relieved then did you have a chance to go to school when you were a boy the honor man of a distinguished university hesitated and felt glad that just then the moon was in shadow it was growing almost as difficult for him to speak the exact truth as it had been at times for elfrida elliot at last he said i was always kept in school when i was a boy i have thought from the language you use that you must have had opportunities i have wondered too whether you were one of those boys for whom father and mother have sacrificed a great deal and to whose manhood they have looked forward as the time of their reward your father has gone but i hope john that you are doing your best not to disappoint your mother he had disappointed her in several ways she was annoyed with him at this moment because he was not loitering through europe with her and elizabeth she had been vexed with him for years because he would write for the press and for pay when he had money enough to be a gentleman of elegant leisure you might as well be a day laborer she had said to him discontentedly once when he was insisting upon regular and uninterrupted hours for study suppose he should tell all this to hildreth elliot how was he to continue this conversation he must generalize mothers and sons do not always think alike he said trying to speak stolidly and every one has to think for himself ah but john mothers are so often right and sons at least occasionally live long enough to find themselves mistaken if i were an honest well-intentioned young man i would think very carefully before i took any steps contrary to my mother's wishes that is true he said meekly it was the only reply that under the circumstances he felt was allowable plainly his questioner was not satisfied he felt that she was trying to study his face in the moonlight which had become uncertain and fitful at last she spoke again hesitatingly john i do not want to force your confidence of course but i would like to be your friend in the truest sense of the word to that end i should like to help you to think of the one who is the best friend a man can have if you knew jesus christ intimately i feel sure that he would help you to a better life than you are living i do not mean she went on hurriedly that i have any reason to find fault with your life only there have been times when i have thought that perhaps you have fallen from some place that you once held and that you are not now filling the place god intended for you am i right was she had he fallen how was he to answer her he felt his face burn over the thought of what he must seem to her and he could find no words at all she did not wait long for them but went on gently have you ever given thought to these things i mean have you never thought that you would like to be a real earnest christian such an one as perhaps your mother is is she a christian i believe so he said at last 
and he found poor fellow that he hesitated even over that question his fashionable mother with her days spent in indolent luxury and her evenings given to opera or theatre or kindred amusements how would her religion look to the eyes of hildreth elliot's yet she had been ever since he could remember a member of the church and had been careful to let neither engagement nor fatigue prevent her being present at church on communion days was she not after all as much of a christian as he was himself their tastes lay in different directions but perhaps in the sight of god his were no more religious than were hers evidently in the estimate of this girl he had no religious character how sure she seemed to be that the whole matter was something which he had yet to settle should he tell her he was a church member hildreth said rex hartwell speaking hurriedly may i ask you to let john drive as rapidly as he can nanny is cold she seems to be in a chill i am afraid she is going to be ill no i am not said nanny in a petulant voice very unlike her own why do you persist in drawing attention to me i don't know what is the matter with me to-night but attention had been effectually drawn to her thenceforth hildreth exerted herself to try to make her friend more comfortable and gave the word that sent the horses skimming over the road with such speed that they were very soon drawn up before mr marvin's gate End of chapter 11